In Family Matters today, we want to focus on the possibilities of artificial intelligence in the maternal health space. Um, our guest with us in studio is, and I say this every time I interview her, someone to whom I owe a, a large percentage of my sanity, having survived parenthood with the help of first baby sense and then parent sense and a lot of sensible advice along the way. Occupational therapist and author Meg Fora, the CEO of the Parent Sense Group. Um, I'm sure there are many listeners who are nodding in appreciation of having had those books help them through their own parenting journey. And of course, it's continued to grow and evolve into new spaces, one of which is now the introduction of a chatbot service. Uh, which makes the possibility that, well, makes it possible that a mother at two o'clock in the morning needing urgent advice can simply log onto the chatbot and get said advice through the, the wonders of AI with a bit of help from Meg and her own son. Meg, it's lovely to have you back in studio again. Welcome. Thanks, Pippa. Lovely to be here. I mean, your own baby has played a key role in this project, which is what I love almost as much as, as the, the AI itself is the fact that your son is, is the person who's helped you design and build this platform, not so. Absolutely, yeah. It was about two years ago that he came to me, actually before OpenAI released um, GPTs, yeah. and he said to me, you know, we, we've got to, we can't clone you, because he keeps telling me we have to clone <laughs> me, um, but let's create something where there's some sort of chatbot that moms can ask at any time of day. We can train it in your knowledge, and we'll use a, at the time, he, he talked about natural language processing. He's an engineer. Yeah. And then, of course, um, fast track about a year after that, um, OpenAI came out with their GPTs and their large language model. Yeah. And for the first time, we could see, actually, hold on, this is this could be a plug and play. We can do this. So. There's a way to make it happen. Exactly. And I mean, the beautiful thing is, it's 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 information which you know is credible and vetted. It's come from all of the research and years of work that's gone into producing the books and the courses mm -hmm. around those books that is now going to be accessible at the touch of a keyboard. How, how does it actually work? Yeah, well, so first of all, when um, OpenAI released their LLMs at the beginning of well, December last year, two years ago now, in the January, I started to play and I noticed that the answers that I was being given were horrific and I okay. wouldn't trust any mother to be able to go out and actually go and ask a GPT any piece of advice. You know, I actually asked a question like, shall I let my baby cry it out? And the GPT came back and said, absolutely fabulous. Let your baby cry it out. They'll start to learn to sleep. And of Oof. course, that's not something that I would, would recommend. Subscribe to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then I said to him, I said, look, we've got to find a way to get responsible parenting information out there. And I think that's become the buzzword um, when, when people talk about chatbots is mm. we need to put in guardrails that prevent it from just, first of all, hallucinating and second of all, dipping into sources of content that are irresponsible or misled or misguided. Yeah. And so what James set out to do in January last year was to build a guardrailed guardrail, um, GPT, really. I mean, it's our own. It isn't a GPT because it's our own um, chatbot. Yeah. Um, it's built in our environment. Um, the, I mean, he, he studied um, engineering at university. So, yeah. so he's a machine learning engineer. So he knew what to do. And between January and, and May last year, he built it. And it's just been quite extraordinary. We've tested it extensively. Um, for people who want to understand the technicals behind it, um, we we use the LLM from the large language model, mm -hmm. which is which comes from OpenAI, um, and that means that when a mom asks a question, the chatbot can interpret it. So it, it's got the language; it's almost got like the alphabet in the language, so it understands and can predict what word comes next. Mm -hmm. And then what we did is we ingested every single piece of knowledge I have ever created. So um, my books, my podcasts, my um, 
even my Facebook conversations with moms, we didn't sure. ingest the mom's information, just mine. Um, we, did, we really did it super carefully and ingested everything into a closed loop system. So now that means that it can't step out of there. And then we basically, and then in addition to that, we put in a medical triage system that was designed by a pediatrician. Wow. And that means yeah. that if there's a, a really a red flag question, like baby's got rash, vomiting, fever, which could be, for instance, a mening- meningococcal, yeah. it'll then flag, it won't answer it and say, get straight to a doctor. Um, and our chatbot can't step outside of the system. It's like, it's guardrailed. It cannot move out and it can only answer from that information. So that's amazing. So you have, you have ring-fenced proven information that you know is credible that I know you've worked over decades and worked with leading professionals from pediatricians to neonatologists to pediatric nutritionists etc you know that that information is accurate you've kept it in that contained space but then also red flag that these are the questions where you should not be relying on a computer to answer but if if, if the mother asks x y or z the only acceptable response is you need to seek medical help. Am I understanding that correctly? Exactly. So what we do is we rag the questions. So red, Mm -hmm. amber, green. Um, A green question would be a question that there's no problem with the chatbot answering. So for instance, um, I asked it one earlier, design me an activity schedule for tomorrow for my two-year-old. And um, and it came up with the most amazing activities for the day and what I should do and when I should give lunch and when the sleep should be. So it was like a a full day for for my two-year-old for tomorrow. And that's a green question because there's nothing, nothing toward there. Yeah. And then a, an example of an amber question would be, my baby's got a rash around their mouth. Um, I think they may be teething. Are they teething? Now, good good likelihood rash around the mouth is teething. So the chatbot would then respond, um, yes, you know, could be teething. Um, teething can cause lots of drooling, which causes a rash around the mouth. Mm-hmm. However, if you're worried about the rash or if it appears elsewhere, do see your doctor. So right. a little bit of a caveat. Yeah. And then our red questions, we even we make sure that the chatbot can't be distracted. So an example of that would be a mom says, um, I want my baby to sleep through the night. Um, I'm thinking about doing some sort of sleep training. Um, can you help me? Oh, and by the way, the last three days, um, he's had a, a rash fever and vomiting, let's just say. Now, yeah. the question is about the sleeping through the night. And the chatbot could get distracted by that, but ours doesn't. They just mm-hmm. hone in directly on the vomiting rash and, and um, fever and then say, um, can't give you advice on uh, on getting your baby to sleep through the night, but you need to see a doctor now. Okay. So that's the way that we kind of manage it. So it's ragged. And these are not just random examples that Meg's calling out of nowhere. I mean, these are the kind of questions that moms have been asking you and the kind of things that at two o'clock in the morning when you're sitting there with perhaps your first newborn baby, wondering if they've had enough to drink or wondering, uh, you know, if their poop schedule is okay or or not okay. Um, You know, you can't pick up the phone and phone a doctor at two Mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning and and wake up your pediatrician. I mean, that that is real experience, real time kind of question that you've you've dealt with on many, many years, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, an an example of a question that I had, it's always sat with me, it's lived with me, was, um, it was many years ago, it was over December holiday, um, we went to Manus. I can remember exactly where I was sitting. And I get a question come through from a mom because I used to have um, open Facebook question Q&As every yeah. week at the time. And a mom comes through on, on the open Facebook and she says, um, my baby's three weeks old. He's got diarrhea. Um, I've taken him off milk um, and I put him onto Energade. Is that what's recommended? And, you know, everything inside of me is like screaming. Somebody get to this mother's front door because, yeah. you know, we, we can't have a baby of this age on, on Energade as an example. And, um, and also off breast milk. 
Um, so immediately, obviously, I answered on Facebook. Now, that mom in any other situation wouldn't have had access to advice, you know. So I provided it on Facebook, but I am one person and I only did it for one hour a week. And, mm. you know, and here now that mom would be able to go online. She would get an immediate answer of absolutely not with diarrhea and vomiting. You still do continue to breastfeed your baby, you know. Um, another example that happened, like a real life example, just happened quite recently, was a mum messaged me and she said um, she'd been to see her paediatrician. The baby wasn't gaining weight well. The ped had said, please express and offer a little bit of, of extra expressed breast milk. And she came back and she said, I don't know how much to offer. Now, you know, the ped acted perfectly, you know, he'd, he'd given her the advice and then not thought to go down into the real depth that a mum needs to know, which is actually how many mills is this? Yeah. So in the past, a mum would have had to go, well, she would have either had to get hold of her clinic sister, very difficult, our healthcare professionals are stretched, mm. or she would have had to go to Dr. Google, which of course is you know, also hard because you've got to apply your judgment to it and you're sleep deprived, you don't know what information to wade through, yeah. or she can go somewhere where she gets really credible advice. And that was really what we set out to do. Meg, the bigger picture here, I mean, the possibilities of this kind of information being made available from a trusted platform like this, I mean, it's 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 wonderful in terms of daily child rearing in a suburban part of Cape Town. But imagine the possibilities for a mom who is hours drive away from the nearest clinic sister, mm. who is in the middle of nowhere, where her only link to parenting advice is an Internet connection, if she's lucky enough to have one. Have you thought that sort of into that space that there is potential for this to be of use in public healthcare sector in rural areas in in the middle of Africa for example you are completely speaking my language it's all I want for this honestly I mean in everything that I've done it's always been about scale and reaching mums and I'm probably not the best commercial person because I would <laughs> practically give it away if I could um, but for me it's just all about impact um, we are involved in a conversation at the moment with um, one of the one, an African country who actually reached out to us um, quite like quite weirdly like literally phoned me on WhatsApp he it, um, our, my, I had posted on a neonatal group that the chatbot was out on WhatsApp yeah. and he immediately phoned me and he said look we want to roll this out in our Department of Health oh my gosh. he gave me some yeah. stats that just turned my blood cold um, he, it was it was to do with prem babies and he said 50% of the prem babies who discharge from hospitals die in the first six weeks sure. um, you know in, in this particular country and it was just like gut wrenching and he said imagine if we can get this into everybody's hands because everyone's on WhatsApp in Africa you know and for me that impact so we, we mm. in, we're in the conversation at the moment with them um, We've also applied for a grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to do some research with the University of KwaZulu-Natal into the impact on maternal self-confidence, which is one of, I think, one of the biggest measures of of impact for me in my products. If a mom tells me she feels more competent as a mom, like I know I've won. Mm. Um, And so we're going to be, hopefully, um, if if the grant comes through, we'll hopefully be doing some research on on that as well. You know, I'm thinking of all the conversations uh, John Mason has been having in the afternoons uh, this week and last week with medical professionals who are feeling the pinch, particularly in the public sector because of budgets being cut and resources being stretched and number of ICU beds falling away, etc. To have a tool like this, it's never going to replace the skill of a doctor and the need for a doctor in some circumstances. But Meg, as a sort of a triage tool to identify this is a crisis, this is not a crisis, this Mm -hmm. is something you can manage yourself. And here's the relevant and verified information you need to manage it yourself versus I need to put my car in the, my child in the backseat of the car and hurtle through to the emergency mm-hmm. room at three o'clock in the morning where it wasn't actually necessary. I, I'm just thinking, I mean, the potential just to 
to plug some of the gaps is huge. Mm. No, yeah. absolutely. And I think, you know, it'll never take away uh, the, the role of a healthcare professional, as you said. And actually, I met with the um, chief medical officer of Microsoft in London recently. Yeah. And he was saying to me that he still remembers the day when a mom walked into his rooms for the first time with a printout from Google to say, I think I've got X, Y, Z. And he said at that time, and it was probably in the 80s or no, 90s, 90s yeah. um, so he, he felt like, oh, my goodness, is my job going to be taken? And he said, of course, you know, Google has had no impact on the on you know on people actually seeking out valid advice, mm. but it does allay our concerns, you know. And I think that's really important is to understand that when that probably eighty percent of the questions that moms have about their babies do not need to see a medical professional and don't use up their time and their beds and you know the, and and so on. If, if it's something that can just be dealt with lightly, yeah. Um, rather make sure that our healthcare professionals can be dealing with things that are important, you know. And as you said, again, the fact that you've built in that red flagging system that, that identifies mm. that this is absolutely an emergency that needs mm. intervention versus this is actually something that you just need to feel confident enough to manage yourself is, is I think, incredible. Liz writing in who works for a child rights agency and saying this chat advice sounds amazing. Has your guest been in touch with any NGOs about the possibility of sharing this platform? So we are in touch with one NGO at the moment, um, and I'm I'm hoping I'm meeting with them again next week, and I'm hoping desperately that we would um, be able to have it rolled out with them. Um, interestingly, the national I, th- I think it's called the NSPCC in the UK, which mm. is the National um, Child Protection Agency in the UK, um, got in touch with me last week, and I spoke with them, and they're actually busy doing a stress test on it to have yeah, a look fantastic. at um, whether or not they can roll it out, um, and they would do a pilot study um, before they rolled it out, uh, you know, to all of their at-risk families in the UK. Fantastic. So there are this, though, the, those that we're speaking to, but I mean, I, this really is a call for people to get in touch with me because it. I really, we, I want to roll it out. I want to work with NGOs. I'm super flexible on how it happens because, you know, we we aren't saying that this is our app and this is the way that it has to be done. Um, we can actually integrate it with anybody else's system through APIs. So um, it doesn't. I'm not precious about it. Um, I'm precious about it getting out there. I'm not precious about how it happens. So several people asking, how do we access it as new parents right now? What's the way to do that? So, you know, we had to make it available on a user interface that people can get to quite easily. Okay. And currently we have two user interfaces. So okay. the first user interface is they can go and download the Parent Sense app, which is available on iOS and on the Google Play Store. And it is available inside that. So you'll see it's, it's a little purple icon. It's called Aya. Okay. Um, and you can just ask your questions there. Um, if you don't want to download an app, lots of people don't actually don't w- want to necessarily download another mm-hmm. app. Um, then they can actually just WhatsApp it. Um, I can give you the WhatsApp Please number do. if that's helpful. Um, so it's a plus four four number, and then seven seven nine seven eight six four five eight five. And um, and if they literally just make a contact on with that, and, and then they and they kind of just ask a question, ask a question and you'll get a response. You'll get a response. I mean, it'll take you through a little process of, of understanding the terms and conditions of use. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the privacy policy, it is entirely private. We don't have any access to people's data or information okay. through the process. Um, so, you know, it's that sort of thing that people will be taken through and then they can ask away. Is there any cost to use it apart from the sending of the, of the WhatsApp itself? Yes, there is a cost. So, okay. interestingly, chatbots are not cheap. <laughs> so, there's three hard costs that go into making a chatbot. The one is the AWS storage system. The second is OpenAI, who gives us the LLM or the large, large language model, and then the th- and so if you're using it in WhatsApp uh, in in the app, those are the only costs. But if for me, but if you're using it on Meta on uh, WhatsApp, it's a Meta yeah. cost. 
So there is a charge. It's 99 rand a month. Um, you do get the first um, 12 questions free, or I think it's more than that. Um, and then you're able to actually just ask the questions, test it out, and then, um, and then you can subscribe if you're enjoying it and if it's useful. Okay, so I've made a note of those, those numbers. If anybody's driving and couldn't jot them down, you're very welcome to email me after the show on pippah at capetalk.co.za and I can share them with you. Otherwise, the Parent Centre app uh, is where you can explore it uh, in app form. Meg, and uh, good luck. I mean, please keep in touch and let us know uh, where this gets rolled out to. I'm going to be fascinated to see who takes you up on the idea of integrating it into their own existing platforms and where it goes from here. So a conversation to be continued at a later date, I hope. Thanks so much, Pippa. It's been lovely to be here. Lovely to see you again. Meg Fora of Parent Sense. And uh, uh, yeah, I give thanks for her every time I speak to her. We got me through those terrible first months of new motherhood with a little bit more of, I love the, the term, maternal self-confidence. Uh, may it be so for other parents too. Meg, thanks for popping in.